Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. This is your host, Adam Force. And if you missed last week's episode, check it out. It was with the Vice President of Sustainability and one of the founding partners of the uh, massive scooter company called Lime. Uh, these guys have over 100 million rides. If you're living in one of the cities they're doing the tests in, you'll see scooters flying all over the place. Really great conversation. So swing back and check that out. We talk about a ton of good stuff that you guys will find value in. Uh, this week, we're talking with Jesse. I'm not even going to try to pr- uh, pronounce it's Jesse's last name. It's a little bit of a tongue twister, but it'll be in the description notes. He is the vice president of sales at OnCourse, and that is a sales engagement platform. And Jesse has been in sales for, I think, most of his life, and he has a ton of experience. So we're going to pick his brain about selling because obviously this is something we all need to do if we want to scale impact. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com. We have a ton of fresh content out there for the podcast, feature articles, plus we have the waitlist for the Captivate method. So if you want to power up your marketing with storytelling and really set your business up for automation and long-term sales, uh, this is a program for you. So when you're on the wait list, we're going to send you some info and you'll get invites to uh, check out some next steps and learn about the program to see if it's a good fit for you. Okay. All right, guys, we're not going to waste any more time here. We're going to dive right into this conversation with Jesse. Okay. Show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Jesse, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How you doing today, man? Awesome, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I appreciate you making the time as usual. Very cool. Um, you know, you're you're big into the sales scene, which is why I'm excited to talk with you today. So we're going to dig into some of that good stuff because, you know, as entrepreneurs, if we're not selling, all we got is a hobby, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is the main distinguish is the, the revenue, no doubt about it. It is. Uh, no revenue, no impact. Um <laughs> Yeah. So why don't you kick us off with just a little bit about what you have going on in your world today? I like to just get to the peak of the of what's going on and see where you're at now. And then we'll we'll back into how you got there. Sure. Not a problem. So what um, what I'm majorly into is just really like how technology is impacting sales and all of the different tools. And some people will get super lost in I call the sea of SaaS. Right. And there's like a million different solutions out there. And uh, really, what I'm all about is how you can amplify your sales efforts and what tools you can use to amplify those efforts and leverage you can pull. And so we have a, a little program on uh, course, which is a sales engagement platform. Um, but that's really what uh, our message is, is amplifying sales teams, making sure that the brainless type of work of sales, you don't burn too many calories on and really focus on the area that you can, uh, you know, that actually takes your time and make a difference. Yeah, I love that. It says in in your one sheeter that I got um about you, it said you're the laziest salesman in America. <laughs> what is <laughs> tell me tell me about that. No doubt. So um, I've had like every different sales job you could have from working in a call center to out there field sales, doing, you know, traveling the road 300, uh, 300 days a year. And really, as it comes down to is one, nothing annoys me more, more than like brainless 
paperwork and just entering things into a CRM. Like I would go out, stay at like some embassy suites, a little cocktail hour from like 5.30 to 7.30. It's like, yeah. I just want to be drinking and having a good time. I don't want to be sitting here entering in things. Yeah. And there has to be like a much better solution for that. And so I teamed up um, with the uh, the guys at Sibtech and we built a platform like literally – all I as a sales professional want to do is just be in front of customers and talking and reaching out. It's like, how can we automate all the nonsense so that I can kick back and have a beer? I love it. I love it. I, you know, Amy, my co-founder and I, our philosophy here at Change Creator is uh, work less, make more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100%. I'd be a great fit. <laughs> Um, so right now you're vice president of sales uh, for OnCourse, right? Which is that uh, the sales engagement platform you mentioned. Uh, that's correct. Uh, recently, I've uh, kind of moved to be the, the chief revenue officer, but uh, but yeah, I'm uh, very much engaged in the OnCourse platform. Mm, awesome, awesome. So now you, you, you've won some annual sales awards and things like that, and you've been doing this for a long time. So maybe just give us a little bit in a nutshell about your the highlights of your sales experience, and then um, we'll start kind of digging into it. Yeah, sure. So um, early on in the call center type days, I was working and we sold a medical record retrieval service uh, for attorneys and uh, big life insurance carriers, stuff like that. And we would sell this service to people. And then I, um, again, largely being lazy and everyone was calling all the same people. I was like, I got to figure out a shorter way to sync this bot. And so I was like, who else needs medical records? Ended up uh, getting into a workers' compensation group, uh, found a big hoop loop there as a brand new market and things got, you know, all the low hanging fruit just kind of hit. And it was like, okay, perfect. Boom. Smash this year's quota. Um, and then furthermore, just really trying to, you know, I, I moved from there to working for a couple of big companies. One of them is uh, Barry Global, very large plastic manufacturing company, um, did field sales um, and national accounts for those guys. Um, again, also exploring. I mean, we are big into, you know, plastic is, has a tough record, um, especially with, uh, with your group and audience. Uh, <laughs> but we were, we're definitely trying to, um, we're on sustainable solutions and corn and all those type of things. Yeah. We're going to kind of alternatives to kind of reduce that footprint. Right. And so work for those guys forever. And then eventually just got to a point where again, embassy suites burned out, whatever like this, there has to be an easy way. And I got into technology and I tell everybody about diving into the software world that it's a lot like scuba diving in the sense that it's as beautiful as it is terrifying. Uh, you learn about all the things that are possible with software, and then you learn all the, the, the scary stuff um, that happens along with those amazing, beautiful things. And so when I met up with these guys, I we really had to focus on, like, let's juice up sales. And uh, we, we build a tool, we put in a couple of key components, um, and I'd really love to, you know, Adam, a lot of people I know from listening to your previous podcasts might be in that first like five years of their business. Yep. Um, and the one thing I know about that is like, that's typically um, where money's the tightest <laughs> and you're trying to, you know, squeeze rocks to get some blood out of them um, and squeeze every dollar. And I really just want to talk a little bit about how um, the ZipTech path and what we did and then how that led into OnCourse and really just some real stuff that you can do sure. to amplify your sales efforts, if that's fair. Yeah, sounds good. So, um, Adam, let me ask you this, and uh, this is probably a silly question because I'm only a nerd that reads this stuff, but have you ever heard of the Topo Report? 
Um, I haven't read it. I've heard of it. Yeah. So basically the Topo is a organization that um, all they do is study outreach and they study lots of things on like how many emails until somebody engages. How do you best, like how many touches lead to a sale? And they do all of these really cool data and uh, and analytics and it's over 242 businesses. But using some of that stuff, we... Um, I really toyed along with, in today's market, you have to hit people on a lot of different channels because you're not really sure how people are going to communicate. Back in the day, everybody was cold calling and you're just smashing through and it was dial for dollars. And the more people I call, the more sales I'll get. Um, nowadays, it's a fundamental waste of time because you'll spend two to three minutes in some automated phone tree. Yeah. It's like that time's burned, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas if you move to LinkedIn, in, um, and you can prospect there. You can get a lot faster. You have email. Um, I would never recommend SMS for cold outreach, but it's amazing on follow-up and customer retention. And so you have all these different channels and levers you can pull. And conducting, you know, kind of automated sequences in order to prime the pump. And so, for example, the Topa report tells us that an outbound lead is going to take you anywhere from 14 to 16 touches. And those touches have to be everything from call to email to LinkedIn, right? So you need a warm body to do the calling, but you don't need one to do the email. And the LinkedIn can be fast. And there's ways to do that personalized. And yeah. so how do you cut down the beginning part so you're only spending your time doing the calling that's actually worth your time and not just leaving voicemails all day right yeah no I, I love that we're all about automation um and you know setting up those sequences and we always call it a digital conversation on our side and this is what you know we teach on our end for entrepreneurs just to think to shift the perspective away from funnels because um when you think about it it's like back in the day we go door to door and we knock on the door and we can sit down for an hour and talk to somebody but today we're not really doing that and we're kind of breaking up that one hour conversation into these little digital sound bites across the internet and you got to kind of figure out how to get someone to go through step by step uh to hear <laughs> hear that sales conversation right oh for sure and that's Absolutely. the tricky part <laughs> <laughs> i know you got to be different and actually um one of the funny story about that is i was super fascinated the first time somebody sent me an email that had like a video embedded in it i was yeah. like oh this is the coolest thing in the world we're gonna crush it with this yeah um and to your point like you have to navigate and you have to know when it's applicable i like literally like pulled the cruise ship in a different direction I'm like everybody first email send off these video emails it's gonna be awesome um and then we looked at the analytics and we realized that like nope actually everyone just deletes their first five emails <laughs> and we're not getting anywhere but when we positioned it around the sixth or seventh one like oh man it was awesome and we started getting you know way up uh as far as our open and click rates started increasing dramatically and so it's all about the cool shiny new object and it's also about when you use it yeah timing is important right and this is constant a constant point of conversation for us is you know not only in the the steps you take as an entrepreneur but even in the sales conversation um your timing of when to say things when to do things is going to matter a lot because if you hit the person and they're at the wrong point in their journey, it's just going to fall flat. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And I know that like in previous podcasts that you've had, you've mentioned, you know, like, uh, like sales systems, right? Like getting your sales system in place. Um, you know, tools like OnCourse because of the analytics and moving the messaging in different areas and places, it's like, it really helps you to kind of drill down and and nail that sales system so that then you can amplify and you can make those adjustments into new people and personnel and all that kind of stuff. And so you're not burning money. I mean, I think it was an excellent podcast you have. I don't remember exactly who the guest was, but you talked a little bit about, um, it's kind of useless to hire a bunch of salespeople until you have a system that works. And I think that's an excellent point. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we did something about my co-founder. I did a talk about delegation and this quote just kind of jumped out from us. And we were like, you don't hire a sales team when, when you need, like when you're not getting sales, you hire a sales team when your sales are thriving. (laughs) <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, because it's like if you don't have the system working, you're just going to bring a sales team in to beat a dead horse that's not working. Versus, we have a process that works. We figured out our narrative, and now you can really skyrocket the sales. Yeah, no kidding. Like seven people trying to dig a hole with a spoon isn't nearly as good as one guy with a shovel. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's tough, man. Like you mentioned, a lot of the folks who are listening are in the first five years, um, maybe even the first day, two or three. And there's decision overwhelm and and, sh- and you know SAS, uh, which is shiny object syndrome, and it's just so saturated. So um, it's it's nice when you can get a little clarity on where to put your attention because we have limited attention but unlimited options <laughs> that's that's true and actually on the um our mother company is called ZipTech custom development and we build lots of applications for people and one of the things that just like it just floored me was literally there's a SaaS application to monitor your SaaS applications which is just amazing oh, <laughs> it kind of showed like when they expire how many licenses you're using all kinds of stuff but i was like dude now like we've hit next level yeah well that's how i felt when they had storage units i'm like we have so much crap in our house now we're gonna to just start expanding into another unit and <laughs> start putting more crap in there and that's how i, I feel that's like sass overload oh i know and the problem with the storage unit is like you realize like you've just lived without that stuff for years <laughs> but um the uh the no, the sass is incredible and um one of the things that we've trying to do with on course is um like we, we've consolidated a lot of tools, right? And so inside our tool, you instead of having multiple different things, like we have the dialer, we have the equivalent to like a MailChimp. Uh, we have your general CRM functionality so that you can monitor contact management, pipeline, all that kind of stuff, as well as that sequencing portion. Um, and, you know, the, one of the cooler things, and, you know, I, th- I would encourage a lot of the people who... Um, are starting out because it's a really cool way to differentiate yourself is SMS has like a hundred percent open rate. Like people for good or bad, they'll always read their texts. And one area that we found that it's been crazy influential is customer retention. And a lot of times people look at these sales tools and they're thinking like, oh, I need to automate the front part. We also need to think about how you're going to automate the second part because that could be a big deal because a lot of times when you start out, you maybe have like one or two like really key customers and you can't let those guys go, right? Like they're they're paying the power bills, the mortgage, like (laughs) those guys are like get all your attention. Uh, But you still want to be catering to your customers and upsells and all that kind of stuff. 
stuff and make sure that they're happy. And setting up automation to take care of the retention part um, is, is equally as beneficial. And we found that uh, a lot of fruits came from that labor. And so we built in this SMS thing into the tool. And it really, you'd be remarkable when like you have a, depending on what you're selling, but if you have a customer service person or whatever, and they just fire off a quick text saying like, hey, how'd everything work? How is, how you're happy with your product, et cetera. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, like just to ground us. I mean, we're always looking to help people find tools that will simplify their efforts, consolidate things, make it easier to have automation and sales. So as far as your, as on course goes, um, let me just ask a couple questions. Um, <laughs> hit me <laughs> yeah just to give clarity for anybody listening because again like we all we hit we get hit with a lot of tools and you know you have you have the MailChimps the active campaigns convert all the CRMs the email platforms and all that stuff is this, know, huh? is this complementary to that or supposed to replace that this is to replace all of that um, it's is designed to be, we're on the first of four releases and it's designed to, if you're an entrepreneur setting up a business, you don't have to go sign up for 10 different licenses. This is going to be your all in one sales platform. That's our, that's our goal. That's the putt we're trying to, we're trying to hit. Okay. So let's pause there. So as far as it goes, you'll be able to set up different lists of people, tag them for automation, kind of have branching logic in your email sequences. Is that accurate? Correct. Um, and then in addition to that, you would have the normal pipeline, you know, features functionality. And then we have a cool, again, laziest sales guy in America. Uh, we have some cool extra features. So for example, if you prospect on LinkedIn, we have a Chrome plugin where literally if you just see a prospect you like, you click the little button and it uh, automatically creates the lead in for you, throws them automatically into a sequence and you're just crushing right along. You can actually do big lists where you can just hit the Chrome plugin in and it'll cruise down the list so if you have a really good filter um so we're we are really trying to cut out all kinds of time yeah and we've done a lot of prospecting on linkedin we do some b2b work as well and um there is i mean it's a powerful tool and i forget i was using some other plugin to um to see like it would help you get people's like emails and see the the list of people and all the information they're about and stuff like that so it sounds like you are helping extract important leads and save them uh, into the system from from LinkedIn. Yeah. And I think that if anyone's ever tried to prospect on LinkedIn, one of the first things that they'll find is like, let's say that you went through 100 people, right? And you sent messages to all these 100 people and then good luck scrolling back through your inbox to try to find that first guy. Cause that yeah. thing just like goes for over and over and over. And so what the problem we fixed was like, okay, well that's crazy annoying. And so we ended up putting in this thing. And so it gen it sets a follow-up tax and then just copies that URL into the LinkedIn URL. So that you can go hit and get straight back to them. And then you know where you were in the conversation. Um, and the other, I would say cautionary tale is nothing is, is more transparent than templates in LinkedIn messaging. Um, and so if I had advice for all of your audience, and I have done a ton and ton and ton of it, 
nobody's reading two paragraphs of your message in LinkedIn. <laughs> they, don't, they, they do not think that you put that together yourself. They, they know that you copy and paste it. Yeah. And so yeah. brevity is important and being real, understanding what they're doing. Make sure we call it the two by two. You take two minutes to make two personalizations and really just kind of drill in that way and you know as cool as automation is use the automation to do the brainless stuff as far as the reminding and doing some follow-up emails and there, there's definitely a place for templates when written correctly but really you just want to trigger yourself to just always be doing the right thing at the right time yeah, makes sense. I mean, it's 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 that relevancy because I I get I get a ton of LinkedIn messages from people, and it's always about you know, can I get on your podcast? Can I be featured in you know the magazine or whatever it might be? Um, and you know, or or just random messages that are like you said, a couple paragraphs, and unless there's something that is very relevant that I would see and be like, oh, well, it really makes sense that you're reaching out for this particular reason. Um, it will catch my attention. But I would say ninety eight percent. I I look. I barely even look at because I they just don't catch my attention with anything relevant. Yeah, no, and that's why it's super. It's really important to to do to do two things, right? The first is take the time, make it personal, um, but also. People, like back in the cold call days, people just straight up hang up on you. Like they didn't care at all. Um, people are kind of nice on LinkedIn by and large. And so they're being pretty nice to you, so be nice with their time is what I tell all my guys. And like I said, let's find people that we actually, we looked at their business and we have a, you know, before putting anyone into an automated sequence, like this is the biggest, I think, miss that a lot of people have is like, they'll just take down like a huge list from like Zoom info or someplace. They just start pounding on the stuff to the list. It's like you could be burning a lot of calories on people that have no need whatsoever. <laughs> My advice is like take the time to make sure you got a super good list. And then you can beat the heck out of those people um, because you know, like, uh, like they're either your their competitor is going to drop the ball one day and you'll be there or something. But like, take the time in the beginning to really drill down that list because you're you're putting a lot of horsepower behind that intelligence, yeah. and you want to make sure you get it right from the get go. And then you won't have you know people are asking me to yeah, all kinds of weird stuff like, uh, dude, I work for a custom dev shop. I'm not going to hire. A custom dev service like please give it a second thought before you reach out to me <laughs> i'm surprised i even said anything I did, I get that's interesting we should get a little educational feedback <laughs> I, well, I, as a guy who's had to cold call most of my life i'm very pleasant i believe in karma yeah well you know and, and that's that's the smart way to do it for sure you always want to uh, put your best foot forward and um things tend to work out a little bit better that way so no tell doubt. me a little bit about um, just from your sales experience. I mean, I it sounds like OnCourse um, is in its early phases. Yes, you said it was first release right now. That's yeah, yes, a hundred percent. And so we've had the first release, and so we took on beta users in February, uh, and then we've had about two hundred or so users in it. That all through that, we worked out all the bugs and kinks, and anyone who's listening that's ever. Um, uh, build software might be in the process of building software. They know how that stuff goes. Yeah. Um, lots of lots of polishing, as we like to put it. Of course. Um, but like work through, and then we launched in September, um, and it, not to you know, toot my own horn, but beep beep. Um, we've we've 
had a bunch, you know, we ended up getting 500 new users in like two months. And so it's been pretty awesome in our onboarding team. And the only thing that I would say is where, how we're trying to stand out is yes, obviously I think it's the greatest tool in the world because um, I built it. Right. But how we're really trying to stand out is the fact that one, we have a, the two things that are always going to kill you with this stuff is a price. And then B people are just like, ugh. I got to take all my stuff and put it into a new system. Yep. No, thank you. Yeah. Right. And so we don't do that. So we have a, we have an in-house implementation team. So you don't have to find a third party. You don't have to do anything. We have it all under one roof where we can go in and get you out of your old system into the new system. Um, relatively painless. I would lie to you say if there's no pain involved, um, but relatively painless way, we take care of all that for you. And then, as of right now, um, especially for all the people on the, uh, if you just say change creator, we'll do a hundred dollars a month per user deal. A hundred dollars a month per, oh, per user, per, per user. business owner, like the, the, co the team that you're saying for users using the platform. Yep, for users. So if your company wants to do it, if just um, on the demo request, if you go to www.tryoncourse.com and you uh, mention Change Creator, uh, that is about 20% off of our normal price. Cool, cool. Yeah, that, I was actually going to ask you if there is a trial. I know a lot of times with this stuff, you know, hearing about it and doing all this stuff is great, but getting in there and just getting a feel, seeing how it looks and how it functions um, is a huge step in that exploration phase for somebody when they're making a big decision. I mean, if you're just starting in your first year of entrepreneurship, this is easy peasy to migrate. If, if you even have anything set up yet, that's easy. Um, but if you have automations and you have a 50,000 person list and you got to move a bunch of stuff over, it's a bigger decision, right? Like you said. So um, just having yeah. that opportunity to, to check things out and get a real feel for it. Yeah. And I just want to make sure it's clear. So like we, we will give any of your listeners <clears throat> a discount on um, the per monthly price, but we don't do a, a fair, uh, free trial. We will give you the demos. We will show you the implementation plan. And for the first year, we provide training at no cost to you, helping you set up all of the cool automation secrets. Like, the other big problem with these CRM systems is people only use like 30% of them yeah. because they don't, they don't know what they don't know. And selfishly, I'm talking to a bunch of business owners so we can all be real here, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to get into the tool. And if I make it, if you know it super well, it's going to get sticky to your business. You're going to like it and I'm going to have you forever. Um, whereas if I just let you go willy nilly into the tool, you're going to be like, oh, well, you didn't know about the seven features that might could have helped you. So we really believe in investing into our clients um, yeah. onboarding very heavily to make sure that everyone's good. That's why like we hold your hands. It's basically a white glove thing throughout the first 12 months. No, I think that's smart. I mean, it's a good, it's a good thought process. Meaning, um, you know, if you go in there and you're not really clear about how this can help, not just for where you are now, but where you can grow into using the features, um, there's a lot then that could be missed and you may not become, um, you may not use the technology and take advantage of it. So doing the demo is probably smart. Um, so I think that that makes sense. That's a good, it's a good philosophy because you're right. Like you really then have an opportunity to see what everything is all about and where you can go with it, you know? 
Exactly. And when I'm, you know, have my full sales guy hat on, I basically just tell people, I was like, this is the tool that's going to help you grow so that you can hire more users. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get your business to grow so that we can charge it for more users. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I like it. Um, <laughs> Adam, Adam everything, everything's selfish at a certain level. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, listen, if we can't make money, we can't help people. I, I always try to reposition the selling process because people get so scared of it because they think, oh, sleazy sales. And it's really, you have the wrong relationship with sales in your mind because it's really the best thing you can do for a client or customer is sell because that's how you transform their life. And what you guys are doing is offering a service to make someone's life easier meaning they get more sales they get a they grow a stronger business so that you should be pushing the sale you know absolutely and we're trying to you know exactly like do that 10x type routine and give them you know the the amplification that they can for their business for sure and again nobody would buy anything unless you could solve a real problem that's that's all that really moves the needle in my experience it, it is yeah I, I agree so I mean it all sounds really cool man it sounds like there's a lot there to dig into so listen um, anybody listening now this could be an interesting evolution in SaaS to just help scale um, your business because it's coming from the mind of a sales uh, person who knows what you're looking for just to grow the business so um you know I, I haven't played with it myself so i can't you know say anything specific but um we're always looking here at change creator too just to see how do we get more efficient with our time and our money and the tools that we use are important there's just so many of them that you know you just gotta you just gotta be smart <laughs> about where you do what you're doing because uh, like we we did a big migration last year from a Weber to active campaign for reasons of behavioral marketing automation. And, um, you know, active campaign is very big with the behavioral marketing. It's been pretty freaking amazing. Um, and it's done wonders for our open rates, click rates and all that stuff. And it sounds like you guys offer a lot of those types of automations among other things for managing the sales process and stuff. So, could be pretty powerful. So I appreciate you sharing some of those insights and, and the discount opportunity for people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, like I said, we're getting the word out and, um, you know, we're, our, uh, our CEO actually, he exited two different software companies. Um, and on, even on the other side of the business where we have some people that are building, um, applications that basically are their business. And sometimes we're their dev team for the business. Um, we, we get these guys in because we know it just helps them grow. And they're just like, everybody is just so tight on budget in those first couple of years that you need something that is going to be affordable and that can get you through the next, you know, five to six years. I mean, that's it. That's it. Because, and you got to be willing to invest in these things. Like one mistake that we've learned just, you know, this is my second business. And I learned early on is um, you're afraid to spend money because you don't know if you'll make it back. But then you end up just spinning your wheels for a long time and spending more money in the end. Because ultimately, you do need the right tools (laughs) to grow your business. And you have to be willing to invest in yourself. You know, I've, I've paid over, you know, four grand just to have a sales page, someone do copywriting for a sales page. (laughs) You know, it's like these things, if you want it done right and it's an important piece of your business, then, you know, you just got to do these things, right? Um, And I tell people, this is again, you know, call it sales pitch, call it what you want. But I tell people, think of how much it would cost you to have an employee to do it. 
and then you can justify the cost pretty easily that way. Yeah, yeah. And hey, listen, you're a sales guy. When you're doing this stuff, you got to look at ROI. What is the ROI? It's it's. Am I afraid? I'm afraid of the expense. Well, that's the wrong mindset. The mindset would be, what's the return on this? So if I get something like on course, what's the potential ROI here if I actually take advantage of it? Right. Yeah. And as we all know, there is no ROI as great as email, even with all the junk ones you get. And even with all the ones you like, one of the things I do every single morning, and I don't know why, but I smile about it is I delete like 20 emails. The very first thing I come to my computer, Um, but some guys get past me. You know what I mean? They get to me. They'll say something. I'm like, Ooh, okay. Maybe I do want that. Yeah. 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 It works. And I mean, it does work and we're, we're very big on email, so that's not going anywhere. And I'm curious about um, you know the chat bots on things like Facebook to help like with Messenger, but also the SMS. And I've been sensitive about SMS technology just because it's much it's it's more personal than email is today. Um, so it's really for I think when you've already built trust with somebody, so they've already raised their hand for your business, like you said. I think I'd feel more comfortable with very selective uh, follow ups uh, for them that they request. Yeah. And, and it's, you make a great point, right? Because it can, it's a gamble. It can totally rub somebody the wrong way. Like if I get these weird like text messages randomly, it's just like, Oh man, like who is this guy? Get out of here. Like you, you almost think sometimes in sales and I'm sure there's sales guys out there that can relate to this. It's like, you've gone out and you're calling on them. Now you're emailing back and forth. And then you get that first text. We're like, Ooh, our relationships moved to texting now. Like we're, <laughs> we're getting close. <clears throat> it's true. It's true. I get text messages where I'm like, what the F is this? Like, who are you? Stop. Like, why are you in my personal, like, this is for family and friends, you know? Yeah. It's like, sorry, homie, we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, we're, yeah, it's exactly it. We're not there yet. Um, but yeah, these things all, it's timing um, and being smart. And I guess one thing I always like to ask people in the sales space, and we'll wrap up here so I can be respectful of your time. Um, sure is, you know, telling stories, like how important have stories been to giving clarity to people and getting people to understand, you know, and pull them across the finish line? So I, um, at, when I was at Barry Global, I did um, one of the sales trainings. And as a part of that sales training, uh, we talked about how a story was a thousand times more memorable um, than just uh, throwing up facts of people, right? And so here's a classic example, uh, and hopefully this is relevant to the conversation or the questions you're asking. Sure. You know, as an example, it's like, our plant is five miles from your facility. You know, like that's a great stat and they can allude to it. Or, you know, the alternative is like, hey, Adam, you know, I gotta be honest with you, I had this customer two weeks ago, he's right down the street because our plant was eight miles away, he was an emergency, we got the order over right there, look at you split, same day, blah, blah. Like, you can see how the two messages are a little bit different. One, like one, like you're like, okay, I see how this advantage plays out. Um, and and so moving some of that narrative stuff into a story is extremely helpful and it just makes it relatable and people just remember stories better. Oh yeah, oh they, they do. So depending on where you are in that conversation, like where somebody is, you might need to tell a certain story to help them understand. So if they have some objection about not having the time, you might tell them a story about how somebody used your 
your product and ended up freeing up a lot of time, right? Oh, okay. So meaning <laughs> I should make the investment then. It's not that you yeah. don't have, they might say, I don't have time to learn something new, but in the end, it actually solves that problem, right? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. Well, listen, I appreciate your time here today. Um, any final messages for young entrepreneurs? I mean, trying to get their sales rocking and rolling. Uh, the last thing I would say is that the old adage for sales was 75% of the job is showing up. You got to be there to get the yes. With the tools today, go out and find things where you literally only have to do the 25% now because 50% of the showing up, the follow up, all those things is getting done for you. And so don't be hesitant or fearful of the tools. Don't worry about, um, you know, depending if, especially if you're in a high velocity sales situation, um, I highly recommend where you have to do lots of selling to lots of customers in order to build your business. You don't have like just four key ones. Um, when you're doing that kind of stuff, don't be afraid of the automation and also don't lose your personal touch just because it's template template or something like that doesn't mean it can't be impersonal yes. and doesn't mean you can't hear your voice through it if you talk like an attorney in a voice in an email <laughs> message like it's not if you say hey what's up adam how's it been like you know it's going to be a lot better than just trying to throw up some random facts about your company I love it. Be yourself, be authentic. Let people do want to know what you're all about. Like, why are you doing this? Like why, what's in it for you? Everyone always says that the customer wants to know what's in it for them, which is true, but they also get to you and say, well, what, is, why are you doing this? What's in it for you? Because <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you shady? Or are you real? <laughs> right? Well, yeah, that's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Hey, I want you to get involved because I think I could turn your company so big that you go from two users to a hundred users. And I want to ride that train. Like, that's what I'm trying to do for your company. I'm trying to suck more money out of you boy i suck money out of you you've gotten way bigger and so exactly um, that's really what we're trying to do love it man we'll end on that note appreciate you uh sharing and uh sounds like you have a really interesting uh product that is doing well so far and um let's give one last shout out where people find you and to, so they can learn more and what that um that discount opportunity was in case anybody wants to check it out yeah, no, thank you very much. So um, if anybody's interested, just go to uh, tryoncourse.com. Um, and then also in LinkedIn, it's OnCourse Sales Engagement Platform. You can look us up there. We're also like on everything, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, all the nonsense. Um, but uh, you can find us all there. And then again, if you mention uh, something to the SDR that helps you with that uh, request, just say like, oh, I heard about him on the uh the change creator uh, podcast yeah. and we'll make sure that uh, right now we're typically at 125 bucks but for you guys I'll do it for 100 bucks got it awesome alright man appreciate your time Jesse uh, we'll be in touch and talk soon hey Adam thank you so much really enjoy your podcast it's uh, fantastic and you know it's great I learn all the kinds of business stuff from you but then I also realize that there's stuff like Pig Island in the Bahamas that I have no idea about <laughs> you heard so that there's story all, <laughs> there's all kinds of weird stuff that you can get from this podcast in addition to the education so that's great awesome man alright appreciate it hey thanks so much that's all for this episode your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content exclusive interviews and more ways to stay on top of your game available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.